You're listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast with Lee Fulford, where questions about the Bible meet real life. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Bible in Real Life. I am your host, Lee Fuller, and I want to thank you for showing up week after week. Listen. If you, if this is your first series that you're joining in, make sure you get your paper and pencil because this is going to be good. I try to only bring you the best, right? And today we are dealing with um, the topic of grief. And I have a guest here. Oh my goodness. Oh, this is the guy that I go to, right? So, you know, when I'm crying in the corner and stuff, I have to, he has to talk me off the ledge. Um, but before I do that, if you have not liked or subscribed to the Bible in Real Life podcast, what are you waiting for? I have no idea because each day we're putting out content to deal with applying the Bible and biblical principles to real life. So follow on Instagram, follow on, I almost said chit chat. Chit chat is not even a thing. Follow on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all that. The Bible in Real Life podcast, it will bless your life. So this is part two of hurricane. This is part two of holiday headaches. Last week we talked about forgiveness and I've had feedback already about how delving into forgiveness has really set some people free. So if you really um, are dealing with unforgiveness or bitterness, then you really ought to go back and listen to that podcast. But today is part two and we're dealing with grief. Over the holiday season, there. Um, many emotions come up, right? When you notice that somebody is not across the table, that's usually across the table and grief really starts to set in. And I want to help you with that. So today I have a very special guest. Um, his name is Pastor Ty Maynard. He is a, uh, pastor at Love First Christian Center and is one that can give you insight from experience, but also from the the counseling that he does or the guidance that he gives uh, to um, uh, the people in our congregation, right? So without further ado, I want to give a big welcome and a big hand to Pastor Ty Maynard. Hello, sir. How are you? How are you doing, brother? It's great to, great to see you. I'm doing fantabulous, or as I like to say, I'm doing terrific. Oh, wow. Right out the gate. Listen, I know this is going to be good. <laughs> when he says he's doing terrific, <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> Amen. 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 So uh, for those of you who um, who don't know, um, Ty Maynard is a well-known speaker, uh, author, and like I said, a personal friend. And I try to bring you those that have been impactful and helpful in my life. Um, so, um, so Pastor Ty, I, I like to start off with personal first, right? I, I actually learned that from, from you. I try to start off personal. So when you are, um, so what do you like to do around the holidays? Are there certain things that you and your family or things kind of like to do during the holiday season? It's just an opportunity for even more fellowship. You know, we try to see each other as often as possible, but everyone has really busy schedules. 
But during the holidays, we try to be really intentional in fellowshipping and, and just seeing each other and, and hanging out together. Okay. Okay. So um, that's that's very common, very popular. You know, so much time is spent with family and getting around um, family during the holidays. So that's why I actually brought you on, because uh, sometimes as you're looking to fellowship and hanging around family, you notice that maybe some people aren't there this year. Right. This has been a tough couple years um, and an accelerated rate of 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 you know, home goings and passings. So let me ask you, just as a church, have you, um, has the, has churches realized this uptake in the number of people that are dealing with grief? I would say most definitely. It's just that although we see people dealing with grief, either they don't realize they're dealing with grief or they don't know how to deal with grief. But yes, it's quite obvious to us. You cannot lose someone that's been in your life for an extended period of time and that you care dearly about and not go through that season. Okay. You know what? So that brings up a good point. Um, I guess you say not everybody realized they're dealing with grief. What are some ways they um, misdiagnose or miscategorize, you know, when they're actually grieving? What are other symptoms that may be showing okay well first of all let's talk about what is grief okay Okay. and basically grief is a strong and sometimes overwhelming emotion that is most often associated with the loss of a loved one Uh, it's a part of loving and engaging in life and in this fallen world, we're going, to experience, we're going to experience grief because death came into the world, as you know, through the, through the sin of Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. and it's been pronounced on all of us. So if we live long enough, someone close to us is going to die. Okay. So what has a tendency to happen is because we have, we're not trained, we don't know how to deal with it, we, and it's painful, we have a tendency to shy away from things that's painful. Or either we 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 run in the opposite direction of the things that can help us heal. Uh, for example, you know me. I, I I'll take the bull by the horns, and I'm and I'm just gonna I'm gonna attack grief. Where most people run, how do they run? They run by not acknowledging the pain that they're feeling. They run by throwing themselves into their work. Or if they have a tendency to to lose someone, they throw themselves into the other family members just in case, because I lost you. So I'm just going to throw myself into, and and we have the tendency to be overprotective now with those family members. Uh, Sometimes we throw ourselves into drugs to try to numb the pain, Uh, throw ourselves into alcohol, sex, anything to numb this horrible feeling that that we have. Uh, So that's how people kind of avoid it. They do something that's going to help them feel good for a small period of time. But grief's not going anywhere. It has all the time in the world. Oh, wow. See, I told y'all, I told y'all, this is going to be good. This is so good. Because as I'm thinking through different times in my life, I can see where... um, it 
I've taken some of those those uh, avenues to get out of pain. Like I'll I'll toss myself into work, and it's just like, hey, you know what? If I'm busy, I don't have to deal with it. And I think that's why holidays, you know, because you slow down, and because there is that, you know, uh, jobs are are closed, right? I can't throw myself into a distraction, right? Right. Um, and man, that's just so so valuable, so important. Um, because we do try to shy away from pain, right? No one wants yeah. to sit in the pain. But that's the best way to get through it quickly. Um, when I when I lost a love, when I lost uh, my wife almost a decade ago uh, to cancer and was of the belief, okay, God, uh, you brought us together. So this is just going to be our testimony and you're going to heal her and we're going to have this great testimony for you and you're going to get all this tremendous glory. And I was just full of faith only to watch her in the hospital bed as she as she passed away. And I'm like, okay, that wasn't supposed to happen. You know, right? Right. what happened to our, what happened to our plans? Right. She was supposed to this you were going to heal her and as I gained understanding later on as I navigated through grief he did heal her okay. he just didn't heal her the way I thought he would heal her the way he healed her she will never ever feel pain again she will never ever suffer she will never have to go through this type of experience again all she's going to experience at this point in her existence is his joy, his right. peace, right. his comfort. You know, so he was faithful. He did heal her, just not from the perspective that I anticipated. See, I, I, it's encouraging to hear as you kind of processed through it, because um, I know sometimes I'm still... Or was I'm I'm doing a lot better now because when my mom passed, right? My mom uh, also passed uh, from complications dealing with cancer and so forth. And um, like I'll hear the preachers, you know, hey, um, that have already kind of processed through it, right? Hey, God did heal her, and and I'm getting there, right? I'm getting there. Right. How do we deal with that in between time? You know, some people talk about the stages of grief, you know, um, so, but how do we get from, I don't want to move right now, right, to understanding that, you know, God's will or God's plan is actually in, in, uh, coming to pass? Well, first of all, what he helped me to understand was because I said to him, I said, Lord, do you understand the relationship we had? Do you understand the love affair we had? Lord, do you? And in, in my spirit, I can't tell you I heard an audible voice, but I heard it in my spirit. And basically what he shared with me was, I do understand the love affair you had with her because my love affair with her is greater. Wow. I do have understand the relationship you had with her because my relationship with her is greater. She was mine before she was yours. Okay. 
Okay. And uh, he just kind of gave me perspective. He, we have to keep in mind, he lost a son. He watched his son suffer and a horrible, egregious death, but it was for our benefit. I mean, I can't even imagine watching one of my children suffer like that and mm -hmm. die. So he's not, he's, he's acquainted with, <laughs> with grief, right. you know? But right. what he says is for us to come to him, to lean on him, to take his perspective of it. Because our perspective, we feel like we lost something and oh my goodness, it's all about us because we are so selfish. <laughs> you know, we yeah. have a tendency, you know, we won't, we wake up in the morning and it's all about me, my tea, my coffee, my breakfast, my day. Mm. So when we look at it from his perspective, his is more eternal and his perspective is this life is but a vapor. <laughs> we okay. only hear a real short time. His perspective is more eternal. And based on their walk and their relationship with him, they're in a far better place right now than they could have ever been on this earth. And if we're faithful, we will see them again. Right. We will see them again. So I had to take change my perspective. One, to being instead of my loss, their gain, and instead of what I won't see or experience anymore in this world, I began to focus more so on all of the positive memories and the good times that I had with them. So they're not gone, really, as long as I have memory. Right. They're still right. present. Uh, so that that's what helped me. And also, I just didn't run. Man, the pain as you know, is it can be debilitating, you know? And I'll never forget when I was taking my wife back to her home state, her hometown to bury her, I'm driving to Mississippi and this song came on called Missing You. And it was talking about missing your love, missing your touch, missing your smile. And I'm not sure how I can deal with the fact that you're not here anymore and I just boohoo cried. I mean, I'm trying to turn the windshield wipers on to help with not being able to see through the pain. And okay. it was didn't help. Everything in me wanted to turn that song off because it hurt so bad. Uh, but me being me, I listened to the whole song. Mm -hmm. And then when it went off, I replayed it. And I cried again. Then when it went off, I played it again and I cried less. And I played it again. And the, the fourth time I played it, there were no tears. Mm. There were no tears. Right. And something innate in me knew that if I shut that song off as bad as it hurt, every time I heard that song for the rest of my life, I would react to it the same way with all of that pain and all of that hurt. But the more I sat in it, the more I, I engaged that song, it didn't hurt anymore. Okay. Okay. And, and that's what we have to do with grief. We have to attack it. Uh, instead of throwing myself into my work, I was a businessman and uh, God had blessed me where I could afford to take an, an extended period of time off. I sat in that grief for four months 
And I, I allowed myself to feel whatever it felt. There were times I just cried out and said, Lord, I'm hurting. Mm-hmm. And I would cry, Lord, I'm lonely. Lord, I miss her. And when I went to him, instead of dealing with fleshly devices, I would feel him comfort me. That's good. Within a, a matter of seconds to minutes. Right. Uh, or he would send me in a direction. He would say, okay, go to, I'm a, as you know, I'm a musician. Right. He would say, go to your keyboard. And before I knew it, man, I wrote this amazing music, mm. you know, and, okay. and I understand now when he talked about, because I didn't understand, okay, how he said he was going to give us beauty for the ashes that we're looking at. Mm. Ashes mean there ain't nothing there. There's nothing left of what right. you used to enjoy experience. It's ashes. But he said beauty for ashes. Mm. I'm like, how? How can you do this? Right. But when I was hurting, he said, go to your keyboard. And all of a sudden, I guess it was the Holy Spirit. I don't know. But I would just plop my hands down and get these melodic chords. And I would just start playing and writing. And I would come out of it, this trance, three hours later, five hours later. And I got this amazing song. So... But it had I done the other things, right? You know, right. The, the 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 drugs, throwing myself in the work, I would have still been wounded. I would have still been hurt. And uh, I'll tell you when he he actually took the pain away. I thought mm-hmm. this was going to be the worst day of my life, which our anniversary was coming up right after Christmas. Oh. Two days after Christmas was our anniversary, ah. and my daughter, yeah, my daughter said, "Come stay with us, Dad." You know, my 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 daughter, her husband, and my grandkids. She said, "Be with us," and I said, "You know," which that would have been the easy way out, okay. because I would have been distracted. Okay. And I said, "No," <clears throat> I said, "I need to go back home." And what's going to happen? I need to let it happen. I need to let this experience happen. I didn't know if I was going to be okay. I didn't know if I was going to cry the whole day. I just didn't know. But I woke up that morning at home. And to my surprise, this came out of my lips. Instead of why me, Lord, why she's not here. I said, Lord, I thank you for the time we had together. It was an amazing experience. It was an amazing season of my life. But that season is over now. And I say, Lord, I don't know what the next season is. I say, but I trust you. And as soon as I said, I trust you, it was like the pain was a, was a piece of clothing, like it was a jacket. Mm. As soon as I acknowledged that, hey, listen, I'm going to focus on the positive and not the negative. And okay. he tells us that. He said, think on these things. Okay. Whatever is lovely, whatever is pure. If right. it has any good report, it works. So I say, Lord, I trust you. And it was like he took the pain from me like I was wearing a jacket, like it was a pain jacket. <laughs> and wow. the pain left me. And I never experienced pain again with thoughts of her. Did I still wow. miss her? Yeah, occasionally yeah. I missed her. But that that heart-wrenching, that heart that aching pain was gone. It was gone. But that was because... Go ahead. Yes, sir. Yeah, because 
as um I'm I'm down here taking notes. I'm like, oh man, because you you helping me. You helping me here. Uh, and also I believe you're helping each and every person that's listening as well. And I just want to recap some of the things you mentioned. Um when you mentioned that God's also familiar with grief, right? We know in in Isaiah 53, 3, you know, he says he was despised and rejected, um, a man of sorrow, and God is, and Jesus was acquainted with grief. So I'm encouraged to know, you know how you feel better when you know somebody else has gone through it? Right. So if we get encouragement from knowing that you or my other family members or people within the church have gone through it, how much encouragement can we have knowing that Jesus also experienced the grief, right? So I wrote that down. I said, okay, Jesus also experienced grief. So he has experience with dealing with people <laughs> that are going through grief and, um, and he has experience dealing with us within our personalities. Because as I'm listening to you, I know you are very, um, you know, take the bull by the horns type person, right? And and I say, wow, it's interesting how God, and I want to make sure I'm saying it correct, kind of tailored your grief for your personality, you know, kind of so that he doesn't give us more than we can handle, more than we can bear. He's like, hey, here is how I'm going to have you go through your grief. Um, so knowing that God deals with grief, grief and experience that we can be encouraged that God will definitely be with us in it and give us wisdom on how to deal with it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because as you, correct. and I was like, um, I, I don't play keyboard. Like I have zero musical talent. Right. But, right. um, God will deal with me and I'll go study something or I'll write a lesson. You know, it's just weird how God um, tailors the experience for the individual because not only is God familiar with grief, he's familiar with us, right? So I, I thought that was so good. The other thing I wrote down was experiencing the pain. We talked about how people will take, um, not allow the pain to uh, not allow themselves to experience pain because we don't want we don't want it we don't want to experience pain but um i think you mentioned it when you talk about what is grief it, we experience it because we cared for the person right, That's right. like i wouldn't grieve I have, over go ahead go ahead i had someone telling me uh when i as i went through that he said if it don't hurt it wasn't love Wow. Yeah. Mic drop. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's supposed right. to hurt. It, if it don't hurt, then you didn't love them. <laughs> you know? So, you, you know, that validates... Oh, man. <clears throat> All right. Okay. Why am I doing this lesson? Right? Hold on. Let me, let me keep my eyes wide open. If I'm just opening up my eyes, it's because I'm trying not to blink too much. Um, there you go. But... <laughs> But um, that is such a, a bar, um, meaning <clears throat> I feel this way because I love them so much, right? And that desire to have them there or this person that I love has 
um, is not there beside me at the holidays or at the dinner table or whatever thing you experience during the holidays. So there is that taking away, right? Uh, and you mm-hmm. feel that loss, but if you remember it's because I love them, then you realize I have experienced that love, which leads me to that third point that you kind that you mentioned was you were thankful for the time together, right? Uh, there's a, there's a, a po- I don't know if it's a poem or a saying, you know, it's better to have loved and lost and never have loved at all type thing. I don't know um, if that's how it goes, but the idea of, hey, I've experienced a loving mother, you know, and which is causing that loss or that feeling of loss, you know, an amazing woman, an amazing wife, an amazing uh, husband, you know, you're experiencing that because the one you love is not there. Let me tell you, I asked God a question. And it, also, be careful asking God questions. Be re- be prepared for the answer, okay? okay. owes us nothing because, and, and really, it was not a, this was not a question. I did ask him some questions, and he gave me answers Uh-oh. in the spirit. Okay. But this was a comment I made to him. I said, Lord, this pain is unbearable. And he said, he said, the reason you feel so much pain is because you experience so much joy. Then the question he asked me was, uh, would you forego the joy you experienced mm. to alleviate the pain you now have? Wow. Right. Right. <laughs> and the answer was no. My life is far better having experienced them for whatever the time frame was. Right. Than to have not experienced them and not feel any pain right now. That's good. That's like the Bible says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Right. So That's right. it's it's there is this, you know, <laughs> when you open yourself up and when you're going for it, you know, when there is the loss, there is the pain, but it's bigger, right? It was worth it, you know, if that if that makes sense. So no, very good. Yeah, I'm a, very good. I'm a, now I'm gonna share. You, go I'm ahead, a, let me go share ahead. this question because I had I had my final question to him was this, and after that I said, you know what? I don't think I want no more answers. Uh, <laughs> I said, but Lord, why now? Because we all want to ask that question, Lord, why now? And He answered the question again in the spirit. I didn't hear no audible voices. Ty, you know, thus saith the Lord. I didn't hear that. But I heard it in my spirit. Okay. And what he said was, my daughter, Elaine, was in tremendous pain. Mm-hmm. And he said, and not one time did she complain. She mm-hmm. continued to trust me. She continued to praise me. She continued to serve me. And he said, now you're in pain. Follow her example. So he didn't make any apologies for him being sovereign. Right. And allowing her to come home at the time he did. He doesn't owe me any explanation, right. but he did talk about her testimony. Right. And she went through it. And right. he said, follow her example. And after that, I put my big boy pants on. Right. Right. <laughs> and uh, got back to serving, yeah. praising, mm-hmm. you know, everything that I watched her do. 
because not one time did she complain. He he was exactly right. So and as go ahead, no, no, go ahead. As a result, when I was hurting, instead of me self-medicating and doing those things, I tried to find help, which a lot of people don't try to do. So I found that program called Grief Share. It was being offered at a church. And it gave me comfort, it gave me insight, it gave me solace. So once, you know, God told Peter, he said, once you have recovered, Mm -hmm. he said, go tend to your brothers. Right. Go help your brothers. So once I got solace from this, what I did was I now brought grief share to our church because I knew I'm, I'm, if this is hurting me like this, I know other people are hurting. They're just trying to tough it up and be strong. Right. Uh, and the first time we had the class, we had 44 people in the class. One okay. guy had lost. Yes, we had one guy who lost both of his sons in one day. The 10-year-old died trying to save the 8-year-old from drowning. And it happened like eight years ago, and he never dealt with it. He just pushed it down. He suppressed Mm -hmm. it like most of us do. And when he went through that that class, he got the healing he he needed. We had another guy who watched his his mom murdered when he was 12. (laughs) That had happened 50 years earlier. He had never, ever dealt with it. He just suppressed it. He just pushed it down. Right. So that's why he had uh, two failed marriages. That's why he had a, a dishonorable discharge out of the military. That's why he went to prison. Because if we don't deal with the grief, okay. it's going to manifest in some other way. Right. And he got deliverance from something that had been tormenting him for 55 years. Well, let me let me ask you this because this raises a question. Um, so, is there a? Because I'm assuming. Um, well, the question is: Is there a difference between grief and mourning? Because I I would assume that at the funeral, you know, there's the crying, you know. So, I, a lot of people think that's me dealing with it. I mourned at the funeral, or you know. So, is there a difference between grief and mourning? Grief is what we think, what we feel on the inside when someone we love dies. Uh, we may feel fear. We may feel loneliness. We may feel panic. Okay, okay. I've never had to, to to deal with writing checks or paying the bills before. Uh, it could be anxiety or emptiness. Mourning is the outward expression of our grief. Okay. So, uh Morning could be us speeding, getting out of car and just speeding. <laughs> or okay, morning right. could be us overindulging. I mean, you see people mourn by overeating. You see okay. people mourn by not eating. You mm-hmm. see people mourn by just going and buying a new car. So it's it's an external uh, outward expression of our our state of grief. So that's how a person that may have had an instance that happened years ago, you know, 
they some of the outward experience may have adjusted back to normal, but they never dealt with the grief, which is that internal piece. Because I'm like, how could a person, you know, it, I, I don't imagine a person wearing black for 50 years, you know, so they've kind of adjusted the morning, but they haven't dealt with the, the grieving part. The internal. Right. And what we and what we have great point, uh, Lee, because what we have to be mindful of is you say some people don't wear black for fifty years, but they idolize. They they turn that person that died into an idol. Okay. I was they, go ahead, because I was gonna I was gonna get there. Go ahead. You know, if they did the cremation and they put mm-hmm. them in a a urn. And they put that urn up on a mantelpiece. Right. And they come to that mantelpiece every day. And they, they talk to that, that, that urn. Mm-hmm. Um, you just created an idol. Okay. Out of that person that passed away. This body was just their transportation when they were on earth. They are no longer here. That's They're good. gone. Okay. You know? Um, mm-hmm. And prayerfully, we'll see them again. But to right. talk to that urn, to talk to that, you, and God talks to us about idols. Right. You, you should put right. nothing before me. Right. You know? So, so we, let me, I see let that. Because now, now my head is like, oh, no. Oh, because, so, <clears throat> you know, um, at the cemetery, right, I know some people that will kind of go, and I don't want to say their annual pilgrimage, but like every anniversary, they go back to the cemetery and that type of stuff. Um, so is anything wrong with that? Or is it a symptom of not having dealt with it? Or what are your thoughts? Um, we have to be mindful. It's a real delicate area, clearly because we love someone and they're, 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 the frame that they lived in uh, is still there. We want to go be close to them. Mm-hmm. But they're gone. They're gone. And we just... Gotta be mindful. Um, so that's what I would say. I'd say be careful of that. You know, it be took careful. me a while to <clears throat> to say that my mom has gone, has passed, right? Right. Um, and I, I think sometimes people feel guilty about moving on. Does that make sense? About right. like how long should I? Should I stay this? And if I if I don't continue to mourn or talk to the urn or what have you, then um, after a loss, you know, how long should I continue to do? You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes we feel guilty about moving on, you know, and enjoying that's life. So, that's so individual. <clears throat> and it depends on how intentional you are about grieving. Um, mm. So... I was able to get move on in four months to get past the pain and the grieving because I was intentional in it every day. Whatever I felt, I allowed myself to feel it. I just allowed it. Like me playing the song. And just, I hope people pay attention to that song thing because I know some people who can still hear a song 20 years now that that was important to them and that person. And when they hear that song, they just fall apart. And, and that's because they didn't deal with it, you know. But part of it is we 
aren't taught to deal with it. We're wow. taught to stuff it. I'll never forget when my grandma passed away. My grandma, major person in my life, okay? Uh, she passed away at, I believe, 91, had a great life. I loved her so much. It was amazing. When I walked into the church and saw her casket laid out up front, greet, oh my gosh, I was, I was overwhelmed with just the, 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 the desire to just cry and just fall out on the floor. Okay. And someone who didn't know any better, she thought she was doing the right thing. She walked up to me real quick and hugged me. She said, don't cry. She right. said, be strong for the family. Suck it up. And I, I right. sucked it up. Right. And never really grieved my grandma. And I lost that moment. And then, right. so now I'm being strong for everybody else. And they're telling me, uh, how you doing? How you feeling? How you holding up? And by the way, you'll never see some of the dumbest things said until you're going through grief by yeah. people you thought were highly intelligent. Okay. Right. They say some of the dumbest stuff. And I told them the truth. I said, I'm awful. And they looked shocked at me. Oh, I was supposed to say, oh, I'm great. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. No, I, right. said, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I'm hurting. And they were like, oh, well, I don't know what to do with that. You're not doing what we what we normally do when you lie. Right. <laughs> and you say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I say, I'm, I'm hurting. I'm horrible. And they just... They just looked at me stunned because I, I told the truth. <clears throat> and that was not the best thing for me to do. What I tell people to do, whatever you feel and allow yourself to feel it. If you want to cry, cry. If you want to scream, scream. <laughs> right. Get it out. The best thing you can do is get it out and get it out as quickly and as often as possible. The best thing you can do is have someone who's just willing to be in your presence. That's what I do. Because you can't, you, you, you cannot have the words for someone who lost a mom or a child or a brother or a sister. You, you cannot you. relate. Thank you. Because I, I tell this story, I mean, it's a story in the Bible, but um, there is this story of Jesus. Um, so Lazarus is dead, right? And when he's talking to Martha, <clears throat> Martha said, hey, you could have been here, you know, and Jesus said, you'll see Lazarus again. And Martha says, I know I'll see him at the resurrection. Right. So there are some right. people that, hey, you know what? I'm going to see him at the resurrection. I understand like they they've processed through it. But when Jesus is engaging with Mary the Bible says Jesus wept, right? Because Mary is weeping, Mary is crying, and Jesus didn't give the whole resurrection speech, you know, hey, you'll see him again at the resurrection. He didn't have this conversation he had with Mary like he had with Martha. The Bible says with Mary, Jesus wept. And I think as we're dealing with people, we say, okay, ask God for wisdom, you know, on the one person, hey, you know, that encouragement. Oh, you know, oh, I remember your grandma. She was so nice, blah, 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 blah. And on the other one, just have the presence and just, you know what? I'm just going to stand beside you and just sit here with you for this moment. 
Right. And I that's saw right. Jesus did it. And I say, wait a minute. He treated two different people like different people. So listen, people, you know, um, ask for wisdom for how to navigate when you are dealing with those and those emotional states. That's exactly right. Sometimes a person just wants a hug or needs a hug. Sometimes they just need you to sit next to them and you don't even say a word. Yeah. Sometimes they'll say, hey, did I tell you the time when my son did this and did this? Yeah, you told me, but tell me again. Okay. <laughs> Let them tell you the story 200 times. Right. That's a part of their healing process. That's Don't say, yeah, 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 you told me already. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with that. No. <laughs> oh, hey, no. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I repent. I repent. Because I'd be like, yeah, 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 you told me. And then I would say that. Yeah, remember because you said he. Okay, sorry, sorry. I will say it at least. Oh man, that's one. Of, that's a great story, man. Tell me that story again, man. Especially that part when uh, when he forgot to put the mayonnaise on the salad. Tell me, right. tell me that part. Start. <laughs> Listen. Okay. Okay. That's We're good. there for them. It's not about us. That's good. That's good. Now let me ask you this, because I know there are some female listeners and some male listeners, right? Um. Do, because I think sometimes the expectation for how males grieve is a little different. You know, I was all, suck it up. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you're a soldier, man up, right? Um, But is there a difference between how men and women grieve? Unfortunately, yes. Mm. Uh, Women have a tendency to get things right much better, more more often than we do. You know, they we, we might edit that one out. I don't know. Depending on where this goes, we might well, have to edit. leave it in there because the men, men need to hear this also. Because women, when they're feeling things emotionally, they will talk about it. If they're feeling things physically, they'll go to the doctor quicker. They'll go get therapy quicker. They do things, but we have this mindset that we're just supposed to just tough everything up, suck it in, and. That's why one of the reasons I think we probably pass faster than they do. Hmm. Men, our lifespan is shorter. Yeah. But they they deal with stuff better than we do. They get it out. They look for assistance where we suck it up Hmm. and that stuff eats us up from the inside out. Okay. Okay. So yeah, there's and I would agree. Um sometime my my wife would attest my emotional intelligence. Is not uh, sometimes doesn't doesn't parallel my you know what I like to call my regular intelligence you know. Um, but think yeah. about that's why God gave us them. We lack that, hmm. so He gave us a counterpart that was emotional, that was in touch with their feelings, that was in tune with what was going on right under their nose, right. where we're not in touch with our feelings, we're not in tune. We're so, we always projecting further down the road and we okay. lose sight of what's going on. They'll tell us, hey, uh, Freddie has a recital today. Oh, you know, um, Tabitha, she's feeling this way because her friend, we don't have a clue. So right. they have to keep us engaged. Sure, sure. Now, very good, very good. I, um, as I was going through, I can't recap everything. So listen, if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you circle back. I would love to recap stuff, but we're, I think we're over 40 minutes. So this oh, has wow. been, this has been flying. Um, so um, those that are listening, um, 
Pastor Ty mentioned a couple resources uh, that can help. He mentioned Grief Share, right? So um, I've gone through Grief Share. I've I've recommended Grief Share to a couple people as well, and really understanding what you're going through and this this hu- this natural human experience, right? So I want to make sure you have a resource. Uh, I think it's like griefshare.org or something to try to find one That's in exactly- your local. To try yep. to find one in your uh, local area. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go to griefshare.org and on the the, the the home page, the first thing you see is basically, as you say, how to find one in your area. You put in your zip code and hit the button and it'll show you all of the classes that are going on currently. It's a 13-week course uh, or to show you the ones that's going to be starting in the in the coming months. And I highly so- recommend it. Hi, I I do as well. Highly because, like like he mentioned, like Pastor mentioned that there were those that for years, you know, um, stuffing it down. And I said this last week in the forgiveness episode, but um, forgetting is not healing, right? Trying to oh no, ignoring is not healing, right? So with grief, just ignoring it and packing it down, packing it down. You know, many times it comes out in other ways. We have to face yeah. uh, these holiday headaches. You see what I did there? Wrapped it back into hey. the series. <laughs> um, so again, thank you. Thank you very much for um, helping us process grief. Um, is there a a message or a final word for those going into the holiday season? Um that that may be anxious or nervous about about uh, grief during this time. I would say don't isolate. That's what we have a tendency to do, and that's when the en- enemy is the most effective with us. He, God built us to congregate, to fellowship. Uh, that will help you get through better than anything. But if you isolate, he'll just keep throwing his fiery darts at you. He'll plant seeds, as you know. Uh, they say suicide is uh, the rate goes up during the holiday season. That's because people isolate. So don't isolate yourself. Be around people that care about you, that love you, and that will help you navigate this season. Outstanding. Listen, I told y'all, I told y'all that this guy was fired, right? And that's why I wanted him to to come on to kind of give you insight, another perspective. Um, with dealing with grief for a holiday. So thank you, sir. Uh, I appreciate your time and all the wisdom that you've shared uh, during this call. And um, we'll we'll connect after because I, <laughs> I'm going to have to keep talking to this brother because he's got some good stuff. But again, thank you for joining us and, uh, and we'll talk to you next time. All right, Pastor. Thank you so much, sir, for having me. Be blessed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... That was our episode and our interview with Pastor Ty Maynard. Again, um, as the holiday seasons come up, you want to make sure that you are not isolating, right? We're dealing with, uh, we dealt with forgiveness last uh, episode. We're dealing with grief this episode. And I'm going to 
try to have um, someone or a discussion about finances because that's another area of heartache during this time and headache during this time. This is Lee. You've been listening to the Bible in Real Life podcast. Make sure you subscribe it. And if this has helped you, make sure you share it with a friend. All right, this is Lee. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you next time. All right, bye-bye, bye-bye.